Off a high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three. It's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores. J.D. Page. Boy, Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low, Hornung, dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10, here's Van Pelt. He's at the five, touchdown Colorado State. Obviously, uh, last game here, well, in theory for three of your guys, I mean, just obviously you have one of those over here, but what's it mean for you, uh, especially this group? You know, I've thought about it a lot. I mean, I've, I've tried, you know, I haven't addressed it with the team, but you know, I said all year, I mean, I think we're happy. You know, it's been a really good year so far. I think the team has grown like crazy and has had some success and has really come together. The focus has kind of been on the young guys, right? You know, in my opinion, and I told the team this the other day, I think the key to our season has been our three seniors. And what I mean by that is not just their play on the court, it's their willingness um, to allow the young guys and the new guys to shine and be who they are. And that's an unselfish thing to do, and that's what's allowed us to come together. And, you know, Nico's mentality about um, being really unselfish, he's maybe taking less shots and whatever, but he's been encouraging the young guys to be who they are. Chris Martin, obviously, you know, it's been talked about, willingness to come off the bench and having a senior put in, I mean, a a freshman put in the lineup before them and him accepting that and and understanding it is huge and hiring Edwards doing the same thing. And so I think those three guys have been so integral uh, uh, to our success this year and just their leadership and putting their own individual you know stats or wanting to be the man as a senior or whatever for the success of the team and I think that's awesome and it's a great life lesson too and it's cool that you know they're having some success and having fun and the team's winning and they're getting recognized for those roles and and that's awesome you know you come in and it's been a lot of change for those guys right over the course of their careers and um I'm just really happy of them and I'm proud of how they've grown and proud of that they've been able to be a part of, you know, what I'm what we're all hoping is the, you know, the start of a great turnaround here for Colorado State basketball. Speaking of change, you know, all three of those guys had a chance to leave. All of them stayed. What do you think they would say has been the most rewarding experience of, of getting to stay now with you guys for these two years? I think that's a great question, you know, and, and one I'd be curious to see how they answered. I, I, I my guess is um, I think that they've really enjoyed being a part of, in their minds, kind of just turning it around on the court, you know, having some success and, and winning and, and, and being a part of that, I think has been really cool for those guys. I think that, you know, they would tell you that they've all grown a ton as a person through all these experiences. And I would certainly hope, you know, in my feeling as a coach, if a kid stays in our program, I would hope that if we're doing it right, they would feel like their experience in this program changed their life. And sometimes you even recognize that more when you leave, but that you've realized you've made lifelong relationships, you've grown a ton as a person on and off the court. Um, hopefully you've had a lot of success on the court, you know what I mean, and, and enjoyed being around here every day. Um, but that it's going to help you for the rest of your life. And that one day when you leave, as much as, you know, these practices are like, you're going to be like, man, I'd give anything to be back and practice again or be doing that because I just enjoyed it so much. And I hope that's what they would say, whether it's today 
or they would say that sometime in the future. And I, and I, I think all three of them would. What's up, y'all? We're back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Bojo's Pizza. Bojo's Pizza, Colorado's own mountain pie. Right now, all you have to do is tell them DNVR sent you and you can get a free honey cheesy bread with the purchase of any entree. What a steal. I'm a big appetizer guy. You know, sometimes you're trying to save a few bucks and so you gotta you gotta sacrifice the app. You know, the, the entree is always a little bit more important, but that's what's so great about this deal. If you purchase the entree, you get the app for free. It's like they designed this promo specifically for me in mind. Hell, maybe they did, but you're not going to want to miss out on this. Go get that free honey cheesy bread. So dank, so delicious. I promise you, you don't want to miss out. You know what else you're not going to want to miss out on? Senior day. And that's obviously what Nico Medved was talking about in that quote. Uh, Kevin Lytle, myself, Kelly, or not Kelly, actually, Eddie... Hers of the Loveland Reporter Herald and Ryan Green of CBS4. My boy Ryan got to see him today. It was a great day. Got to go to Cafe Mexicali with him, eat a little food. He's just such a great dude, guys. I, I really can't, I can't emphasize enough just how good of a dude Ryan Green is. He's one of my best friends in media, one of my mentors, one of the people that I really respect a lot. And it's just always a treat when I get to see him. So I wanted to shout him out. Uh, thank you to CSU Men's Basketball for giving us access today. It was a it was a nice practice. Medved got after him a little bit. You know, there was actually one moment where he just didn't like the effort. They were not playing with intensity. And he really got after him. It was uh, dropped a couple of F-bombs, which is it's pretty rare to see him like actually, you know, drop repeated cuss words at the team. It wasn't like a a berating or anything like that. You know, it was... You know, like, let's get it together, guys. Get your get your stuff, you know, a different word, together here. And the funny thing about it is it's interesting to see how much more effective yelling and, and being stern and stuff like that is when you actually do love and respect the players and when you have relationships with them. I mean, when you don't just yell at them like they're a dog in the yard all day, they actually do respond when you get after them because it doesn't just go in in one ear, one out the other. You know, if, if you're just getting yelled at all day, that's all that ends up happening. And that's ultimately what happened with a lot of the a lot of the teams in the Eustace era. You know, all that yelling and screaming, eventually you just you tune it out. You learn to completely ignore it. And that's that's really what stood out to me today is you could see immediately that they were like, whoa, like coach, coach really means this. We got to we got to step it up. And they did. They responded. And I just think that is kind of a that one little example is kind of just like a perfect way to just show how different the program is now with with Medved and all these guys. And honestly, like today, my entire plan was to talk about the 2020 football schedule release. Go check it out on Twitter if you haven't yet. Going to go over it in detail tomorrow, actually. My plan was to talk about it today, but I want to talk hoops. I, if you follow me on Twitter, I posted some a quote, or I posted that Nico Carvacho confirmed with us today that over the last two years, Steve Barnes, who was the assistant head coach, and, and Larry Stacey, obviously the former head coach, neither one of them have reached out to him, not once, not once over the last two years. And, you know, quite honestly, I find that pretty freaking pathetic. I mean, I had to, for years, for a couple of years that I, that I covered the team, I had to sit and I had to constantly just hear Larry Stacey spout how he, how he loved these players, how... You know, he was intense, but ultimately was like tough love. He loved them. They loved them. Well, if you love your players so much, coach, 
Nico, a guy who stuck with you, who came and you, you supposedly love him so much, so much that you don't reach out to him once over the last two years, not even before senior day. You don't even tell him, you know, hey, kid, I, I know that it didn't end up all working out how we anticipated, but I've got a lot of love for you. I'm so proud of you, everything that you've accomplished. I'm so happy that despite everything that happened, you've gone on to, you know, have this wonderful career that you were a face of the community. Nico, I'm so proud of you. You can't even say that? I mean, just, <laughs> I'm trying really hard not to say swear words here, guys, but it, it's, it's pretty freaking pathetic. And honestly, like at this point, I'm, I'm just proud that he doesn't represent my alma mater anymore because, you know, I, I, I try and be pretty fair about this whole situation. I'm obviously the one that, that broke some of that reporting, but, you know, I've, I've always tried to be fair. I don't try and constantly bring up Stacy and how much better it is. I mean, we all talked about it a lot, I think, last year, just how different the, the atmosphere was. And that's definitely been true this year, but... I'm just really relieved as somebody that that graduated from CSU that, you know, calls themselves a part of this community that Larry Eustacey is no longer a part of it because to me, this is just a perfect example of how big of a fraud he truly was. And, you know, Nico's probably better off without him in his life, but the fact that he couldn't even take the time to send him a text, it's it's absolutely pathetic. And I, I'm, I'm going to play the quote from Nico, so I'm not going to go over everything that he said. He talks about his relationship with Steve Barnes and how, you know, that that one actually hurts him more even than Larry. And that's not surprising to me, just in the sense that, you know, Larry wasn't really that close with anyone, at least at least by the end of it. You know, it was it's just it is what it is at this point, I guess. Like, it's probably better for everyone in the long run that he's no longer a part of this community and in any form. But I just, I thought it was really, really lame that he couldn't even take the time to, to congratulate Nico, to congratulate Chris, some of these guys. You know, maybe he's too busy betting on horses somewhere. I don't know. Certainly isn't recruiting. We all know that. So those are my thoughts. I, I know I got a little heated there, a little bit more amped up than I normally get, but I feel very passionately about this. As a, as a representative of the university, man, you've got to be better than that. And he just wasn't. He wasn't when he was here. He still isn't. And it's just clear how much better CSU is without him. And I just, you know, I wanted to bring it up. I wanted to give my my thoughts on it because I thought it was an interesting situation. Had some people on Twitter uh, bring up Steve Ivey. He brought up, you know, maybe it's because of a restraining order. As far as I know, as far as I can see, there is no restraining order that would prevent him from reaching out. That was, if you go back and look at the reporting from Kelly Lyle and the Coloradoan, that was part of the, the buyout agreement or whatever. And... <laughs> So, you know, at this point, he's he's choosing not to reach out. And that's super lame. It's, it's just super lame. That's really the only way to put it. I'm not, you know, I'm not exactly eloquently breaking this down, but I feel pretty strongly about it. So here is that quote from Nico. I think it's pretty powerful. I think you can hear the emotion in his voice. I think it was clear that he wasn't sure if he wanted to talk about this or not. You know, I brought it up. This wasn't a, a case of Nico trying to throw them under the bus or anything. That's not in his nature. Nico, he's a total team guy, total community guy. We're going to talk about that more after the quote, but here is that audio. Have you heard from the previous coaches at all or <laughs> reach out to congrats or anything like that? Uh, um, me and me, Willie, you know, me and Willie have a really good relationship. So we talk all the time. Me and Jace, uh, you know, we talk when we can. Uh, you know, I talk to them a lot. Uh, 
Coach Barnes and Stacy, I've not heard a word from since all that happened. So, is that hard on you at all? I mean, they recruited you here. They that whole you know the, everything happens. They talk about how much they love you guys. Yeah. Now it's two years later. You yeah. still haven't heard anything. Yeah, you know, um, a little bit. You know, you would like I don't know. Maybe y'all knew, but me and Coach Barnes had a really big relationship. Um, you know. My parents even called him Uncle Barnes. You know, that was you know he was the one who recruited me here. He believed in me from the beginning. You know, that's the one that probably stings the most, is because you know, family, I love you, this and that, and then you don't text, you know, you don't text me back, or you don't, you know, you don't hit me up. You know, it kind of sucks. But it's one of those things. You know, it's part of life. It's part of this business world. You know, it's how it goes. You know, it's gonna happen again, and you know, I'm used to it. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna lighten it up here. I'm gonna dial it back just a tone. I didn't mean to get quite so fired up about that topic, but you know, as I said, something I'm passionate about, something I believe. I'm very, you know, somebody that enjoys watching college basketball. I'm just very happy all around with the with the way that this program is heading, that they have the right leadership, they have the right people with vision in place. And it's clear that CSU is going places. It's clear that this is a program on the rise. And Nico has just been such a big part of that. You know, I think Chris Martin and Hiron Edwards also deserve a ton of credit this season for being selfless. You know, we Medved talked about it in the quote. It's not easy to be in their situation. Isaiah Stevens, David Roddy, John Tanjay, Deshaun Thomas, all these dudes, even the sophomores to an extent, you know, they're all getting a lot more love consistently. But without without the glue guys, without the defense that Chris and Hiron provide off the bench, it's this team just they're not they're not competing in the same way. They're definitely not winning 20 games. And they deserve a ton of credit. But on this episode, I'm kind of focusing solely on Nico just because he's been such a big part of the program for so long. And I, I've talked about it before. You know, I openly I have a really good relationship with Nico Carvacho. I'm gonna miss the hell out of him. And I just I think it's easy to overlook just how big he's been for this program. I mean, it was so ugly, guys. It was so ugly for a while. And to have someone like Nico to to be a staple of the community, I mean, you see the way that the kids look up to him. And and he could have left. He had SEC offers. He could have gone closer to home. His parents would have gotten to go to more games. I'm sure they would have loved it. Could have saw his sister more. I mean, all of it. But he wanted to stay. He wanted to leave a legacy. And he's going to, man. He's, he's one of the most prolific rebounders in the history of college basketball. He's the best rebounder in Colorado State history, maybe the best rebounder in Mountain West history. I mean, statistically, he is. There have been some great big men that have played in the league. That's the only reason I had a qualifier. But he's absolutely in the conversation. You can't even argue it. And what he's meant for CSU through all of this darkness, it's just, it's huge that they were able to keep a guy like him. Because I think if they lose him, man, this program, it would have been in a bad, bad spot last year. You know, I have a lot of faith in these coaches, but we all saw Nico was a one-man wrecking crew in the paint. Could you imagine if they didn't have him? One, from a from a production standpoint, but also just from a leadership standpoint, with some of those other guys that used to be in the locker room that were, you know, they truly had just terrible team personalities. They were not team-first people. It would have been a disaster, and Nico kind of kept everything together, at least made it watchable. And now, you know, this senior season, he just he gets to be the leader of a really talented young core and he gets to see everything that's that's happening, all the wheels heading in the right direction. And it's something that makes him proud. I'm actually going to to leave you guys with with a quote from him 
But before I do, and before we get into that, I do need to mention Breckenridge Brewery, man, the official beer of DNVR. I've been talking about it for a couple of days now. The Breck Beer Locator comes in clutch, folks. You're looking for your favorite beer, whether it's, you know, the Avalanche Ale, Colorado Core, really doesn't matter. IPA, mmm. Hop on the Breck Beer Locator, see exactly where it is. It takes all the inconvenience out of it. There's nothing more awkward than pacing the aisle, doing the stair thing. Oh, I don't, I've never had that. Maybe I'll try that. Screw it. You don't need that anymore. You know you love Breck. You know, now you know where you can find it. Use the Breck Beer Locator. All right, like I said, we are going to end the podcast with more audio from Nico Carvacho. This whole podcast is kind of dedicated to him and, and what he's meant to CSU. I mean, you can go down the numbers and it's obviously very, very impressive. But for me, what stands out the most is just what he's meant for the community, the, the impact that he's had on the kids and the leaders that he's been for this young group. You know, I think this team, they've, they've had their ups and their downs kind of like we all thought they would, but they, they really have been impressive. And, and to win 20 games this year after everything that's happened these last couple of years, it's, it's a testament to Nico. Obviously, Nico Medved, but Nico Carvacho too, because he's been here through it all. And it, it would be really cool. You know, he got to play in the Mountain West Championship game his freshman year. They reached it, Gian and Emmanuel and all those guys, the Magnificent Seven. It'd be really cool if his senior year, you know, they make another run. We'll see, you know, four four games in four days is going to be tough. We're going to talk about it, though. I actually think, you know, it might not be the worst spot in the world, particularly with UNLV. You know, do you really want the 4-5 game against the red-hot UNLV? They've looked like the best team in the Mountain West over the last week. It's been or two weeks or so. It's been very, very odd. I think being the sixth seed, I just, it really could be, it could work out. I mean, if you win, you're probably getting Nevada in the second round, depending on how this all plays out. They're obviously a tough draw, but they're a much, much better team at home than they are away. So, you know, I like the Rams' chances. I like their chances in any game against anyone. As we saw in San Diego, you know, they can compete with anyone. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I will be there in Vegas. I'm looking forward to it. Here is that quote. Here is that audio from Nico Carvacho just talking about the legacy that he's going to leave behind and, and how important it was to him. You know, just somebody to stay with it the whole time. You know, uh, there's a lot of ups and downs, you know, with everything, with the way I play sometimes or, you know, the coaching, all that stuff. And, you know, just stayed with it, uh, you know, and just let the legacy, you know, that's one of my goals, the reason why I'm staying. And, you know, all the records I broke are cool and all, but, you know, just being able to say that I, I grew as a person, as a man, and continue to lead, you know, especially with a young group right here, you know, no one thought we was going to win, you know, 20 games. I'm going to speak it, speak it in existence, but, you know, 20 games, uh, no one thought that. So, you know, being able to lead as a group is probably, like, one of the most proud things I had to do. Scummy like Martin Scarelli Turn jam into jelly Then drink it like juice But water's the truth So I sip on that too Skinny looking kid With no car keys Like the only thing I drive Is RCRV's Got the stash Like Steve Harvey Oh I'm gnarly